You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is an American History Podcast. Each week, I read a story from American History to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. How's the vaping going? I don't vape. What flavor is that? Donut or some shit. Donut? Or some shit. Wow. Well, you don't like pancakes in your lungs? I don't like anything. God, you want to hit a dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Guerra. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by our subscribers on Patreon. Each and every one of you, thank you. Gareth is going to kiss you. Um, yeah, we're still getting the addresses together, but I'll be doing a tour, a kiss tour. And that's not to be confused with the band kiss. A lot of people have gotten mixed up with that. It's not the band kiss. It's a kiss tour where I'll right. be kissing no, everybody who's yeah. donated a, a dollar or more. Right? Yes. Yes, sir. How's your cake? How's your cake? Cookies and cake. Excuse me. You want a stroke? How's your uh, roast beef sandwich vape? Uh... Well, I don't eat meat, but I can vape meat. That's what I'm that's the deal about. I've made with myself. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm having a little salmon vape. Mm, girl. And let's March just sit. <laughs> third, seventeen ninety one. Okay. The U.S. Congress passed what will be known as the whiskey tax. Ah, oh, Dave, let's get into it. Am I recording this? I hit record, right? Well, either way. Girl! Even if this is just an exercise for us, I think it's fun. <sighs> Quote, all spirits distilled within the United States from molasses, sugar, or other materials from produce of the United States in any city, town, or village, there shall be paid the tax of 10 cents per gallon. Sorry. So it's pro-whiskey? Well, it's... I mean, they know everyone's making drinking whiskey, so they're taxing. So everyone is making whiskey. Everyone gets is a making tax. it and selling it. Ten yeah. cent tax uh, per gallon. Per gallon, right? Secretary of the Treasury Alexander Hamilton revealed the U.S. had a national debt of eight hundred and twenty-six thousand six hundred and twenty-four dollars. Uh, can you imagine? <laughs> And this is a big deal. I, I, I'm sure it, they it were was. Like, how are we going to pay for this? How, what are we going to do? I know. Let's print more money. Hamilton believed the whiskey tax would raise $270,000 to cut into that. Okay. A, a senator, Mackley, wrote, quote, war and bloodshed will be the most likely consequence of this. <laughs> e- even if he's wrong. Which he probably is, obviously. It's still great to think that that's where the psyche was. <laughs> Not much different than... No. It sounds like the hyperbole was probably the same. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hamilton didn't want to tax land, houses, and other commercial buildings because they should be left for a more important time, those taxes. Right. And higher import taxes were out because merchants wouldn't like it. Right. So a tax on whiskey... I mean, I guess it's kind of smart to go after the place where people immediately can drink. to, Like, you know, they're near alcohol. Yep. So they'll be able to get over it a little faster. But the whiskey tax was seen by many on the frontier as unfairly targeting the colony's Westerners. Okay. Now, at this point, Westerners are like fit. 
Pennsylvania, Western Pennsylvania. Right. That's okay. like as far out as it goes. Right. West Coast. <laughs> Fuck the East Coast. Um, so at that point, uh, that's it's anybody west of the Appalachians is considered a frontiersman, Westerner. Right. Kind of deal. Okay. Farmers would supplement their incomes with stills. Using their excess grain, which they would turn into whiskey. Okay. It was also easier and more profitable to transport whiskey over the mountains instead of grain. Okay. That makes sense. Whiskey was often used to pay workers. That's awesome. Many said they made whiskey due to necessity, not by choice. Okay. It's becoming darker. <laughs> Large whiskey producers who were on the East Coast paid a flat tax, while the small frontier farmers paid by the gallon. Okay. That's not fair. I would say that's not fair at all. Just making sure. Yep. This meant the large producers paid six cents per gallon, while the small still man paid ten cents. Uh-huh. Seems not fair, right? Yeah, doesn't seem fair. Does it seem like they're maybe fucking the little guy? Yeah, a little guy a little bit. A little bit. The legislatures of Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, and Georgia voiced opposition to the unequal tax and said it would, quote, deprive the mass of the people the only luxury they enjoy. Oh, boy. I mean, that is just that's sad. That makes you want whiskey just hearing that defense. The only luxury they enjoy. The only thing. That's the only thing they like. Well, since the hammock broke. <laughs> Uh, and they also said, quote, the law would also let loose a swarm of harpies who, under the title of tax collectors, will range through the country prying into every man's house and affairs. The well, ta- the ta- I mean, the they're ta- the tax man's coming. <laughs> I mean, has America ever changed just a little bit? Well, that is uh, I mean, that's quite a uh... jump. Yeah, <laughs> it's a leap. <laughs> On July 27, they're going to take everybody's records. <laughs> To steal all the books and records. That's all my super tramp. Oh, God. On May 27, <laughs> 1791, people in western Pennsylvania had a meeting to discuss what to do. Quote, the people in the region were in a great panic. Oh, God. It's such a great time. Yeah. A whiskey tax is making everyone lose their fucking shit. I, do you ever think that, like, we're, go- we're almost, like, if, we're, if civilization is a roller coaster... Like, we got out of that. We always talk about the smells of the 1800s. Yeah. Like, we got out of it, but now I feel like we're maybe oh, going to plummet down. back. Yeah, we're plummeting down. Into, like, bad teeth and yeah, no, bad it's all, hygiene. and It's all coming back. Okay. Yeah, for sure. It'll be fun to listen to these when we're in those times. <laughs> um, if we can pay the download tax. So the people at this meeting recommended delegates be sent to Congress to express their sentiments. Always good to use delegates. The delegates also had other grievances, such as Indian attacks, excessive salaries of officials in the national government, uh-huh. and a capital of nearly $80 million in the hands of a few persons who may influence those occasionally in power. Yeah, well. That sounds like a lot of strange, no? Strange years, I yeah, guess. Not, everything's different. It's different. The difference is people did something. <laughs> the, uh, there was also not a lot of cash out in the frontier. They did not believe there was enough cash to pay the West the taxes since whiskey what was often used. 
So, so they off the like their currency. Well, was that's risky. what we're doing is trying to pay you. But if I make more, it's like saying you want to you want ten percent of my money, and then I got to make more money, and then I got to pay another ten. You understand? Well, we're taxing the idea that you print money. So when you print money to pay us, you're going to get taxed. Right, but I'm now printing it under your belt. Because of the tax. Drop your pants. What's happening? And turn around. Oh, that's my bottom. Wow, what? Really? Really? (laughs) Sorry. Quote, we respectfully apply for a total repeal of the law or its operation upon us less unequal and oppressive. Okay. The House of Representatives gave Hamilton all the anti-tax petitions they received. Hamilton read them, but still thought no tax was more equal than a consumption tax. And if they were consuming too much, quote, it was in their interest to become less so. It depends on them to diminish their consumption to restore equality. It's so uh, fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's almost like on them. Yeah, but it's almost like it's almost like a bizarre like it's like a cigarette tax. But even if like cigarettes were how you made your right, if you if you well, if you were in prison and you your currency was cigarettes, like if I was going to buy you for a night and excuse I give me, the guy ten cigarettes. Sorry, well, is that what you're first of all, about? first of all, first of all, if you're going to buy me for a night, right. it's going to cost you more than ten cigarettes. I and second that. of all, I'm not for sale. Well, it's not your choice. Well, it's going to cost you a lot more than – this is going to cost you a lot more than 10 cigarettes. It's not your choice anymore, bro. I own you since you came in here. You will at you least – listen to me. Listen to me. listen to me. Listen to me. You will be paying at least two packs, 35 cigarettes if you're lucky. Right. If you're lucky. We'll do 20. 25. I say will. 25. 20. 25. What you did not do – was on the other end of this negotiation was how many gentlemen would be involved, and right now it's 84. Meanwhile, tensions built out west. (laughs) Um, In Washington County, Pennsylvania, on September 11, 1791, 16 men wearing women's clothes attacked the first tax collector who came to the frontier. Slow down, (laughs) pal. What the fuck? What did you just say? (laughs) I was still stewing in my me getting... (laughs) Banged by a bunch of your guys for cigarettes. That's just prison, dude. What? What? What is the second part? Um, That's actually real. Sixteen men wearing women's clothes attacked the first tax collector who came. Okay, so at this time, it was common for men who were acting out against something to dress up like women. There was, especially in this area. What? We'll do that another dollop. I'm going to need a little help. It's coming soon. What, they just... They would dress up like women. It came and actually started in England. <laughs> Nothing surprising there. <laughs> well, All I right. think it was so they could... All right, I'll hold their, off. If they could hide their you know, identities better if they're dressed up like a bunch of ladies. They heard a Zorro? I mean, there's, well, you can wear masks. There's other ways. That's it, man. Another group of disgusting women beat the shit out of us! No, you guys, I think if we're going to go over there and attack this guy's house, we should probably dress up like chicks, right? Yep. Like, yeah. we should all, because I got some nice dresses and stuff, but I think 
I think, you know, I wear them. I'm with Ted here, and yeah. I know that we're getting right. a lot of looks in the room right now, but I'm going to say I'm with Ted okay, here. Okay, thank you. Well, I think I understand what Ted is saying. He's thank saying you. let's just put on some women's clothing right. and let's go out and have a little fun and yeah. act like ladies. That's right. So if we need, I mean, yeah, okay, attack a place, whatever, but I just think we should dress up like. We don't even need, you know, Ted, I'll, I'll jump back. Okay. We don't even need to attack a place. Okay, that's Or have fair. a mission. Okay, the idea here that's is. Right. We all just put on women's clothing, right. and we go near that place. Maybe we go see a show. Yeah. Maybe we go get our hair done. Oh, I like okay? that. Okay, maybe we just go to the park, okay? I like that. And we never leave the disguise. We never get out of it. And the rest of our lives is this protest where, you know, we just live our lives as happy women. We take husbands. Maybe we marry each other. I don't know. Okay? It's the slow play. I feel like, I feel like that... Was more than. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, look, we don't have to take husbands. We could, you know. Okay. We could just live our lives as women from now on. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm either, you know, we could live our lives as women. We could take husbands. I, I plan on taking a husband personally, but you don't have to. To each their own. We're ladies. <laughs> <clears throat> they cut off. The tax collector's hair, Robert Johnson. That really, I thought one guy went like too far with the woman mission. They tarred and feathered him. Jesus, God. They stole his horse and then left him in a forest in a, quote, mortifying and painful situation. When you tar somebody. 140 degrees to make tar. So, it, I mean. It, so you, you pour tar on them and then you throw feathers at them or roll them in feathers. But they're, you you die, dead. right? No, these guys didn't you die. You just get you're horribly burned. You're pretty fucked up. You're pretty fucked up. Ugh. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people died. I I haven't really checked into tar and feathering that much, but I know that 140 degrees can't be great. No, I just know that I've heard in times where we've done this that people have lived. It's like a sauna. Yeah. Woo! I'm a sweating. <laughs> I'm a sweating, boy. It's not going anywhere. Woo! And then, but I don't understand back then, like now I'm sure they have some solvents, but back then how the fuck do you get tar off? Feathers. Okay. <laughs> uh, the tax collector recognized two of the men and arrest warrants were issued. <clears throat> John Connor. <laughs> Wait, the, ta- the tax man after he'd been tarred and feathered? He what? Re- he- he, like, he's identifying people after he's been turned yeah, into, like, a bird. Yeah, two of the guys who turned him into a bird. Oh, number one looks familiar. One of them was Larry Jenkins, and I can fly! <laughs> okay, so John Connor, who was an illiter- illiterate cab driver and Terminator fighter, was <laughs> hired to deliver the warrants. I had to. Yeah, you got to. I Anytime it's to. John Connor. Uh, John Connor was then whipped, tarred and feather, robbed of his horse and money, and left tied to a tree for five hours. So, so far, the tax collecting is not going great. Jesus. Tax collector Robert Wilson arrived in Western Pennsylvania in the fall of 1791. He told everyone there he was a school teacher. (laughs) But after a bit, he admitted that he was a tax collector. You know, for a school teacher, you don't know a lot about geography. For a school teacher, you're asking a lot about money. For a school teacher, you got a lot of questions about the last year of my earnings. <laughs> you really a school teacher? I'm not. I'm a tax <laughs> You want to be a bird when you grow up? I do not. Tar him! He was pulled from his bed at night, 
marched five miles to the blacksmith's shop, uh-huh. stripped naked. Uh-huh. They told him to renounce his tax collector office, but he would not. What the fucking why not? Dude. Oh, God. Absolutely. So I, there is honor in tax collecting. I hate them. I hate them. No, they're the worst. No, in a second. Now that I'm naked in the blacksmith's shop, I'm seeing the light a lot clearer. I'm really getting what you guys are talking it's about. It's weird not being naked in a blacksmith shop. It's weird. Really Around all these hot, mind. steaming things, I now I'm like, what am I doing? I should be a school teacher. Oh, anyone else smell tar? I hope not. So they, quote, beat and abused him severely, burnt him in several places on his body with a hot iron, then tarred and feathered him. Oh, he must have, when he's going through the little burnings, he's probably like, oh, at least they're not going to tar and feather me. <laughs> They wouldn't be doing all this little stuff if they had the big shebang planned. Then they left him in a forest. <sighs> this forest. His injuries were described by one witness as more horrible than any he had ever seen. <laughs> Quote, sufficient to make human nature shudder. Oh. At the <laughs> Awful description. At the idea of having such barbarians in a country. Oh, God. So they don't like the tax on whiskey. Yeah. John Neville was a member of the Pennsylvania Assembly who had spoken out against the whiskey tax and voted against it. Tar and feather him! Then, for whatever reason, he took the job of tax inspector. No! When Neville was told he would lose the respect of his neighbors, he said he didn't care about their good opinion because he had a salary of $600 a year. Suck on that. Mm. Neville wrote to his bosses in late night... Late 1791, that he'd need an armed force to help him collect the tax. <laughs> an armed forest? For, force. Force! Different. Not an, armed for, an armed force. I was going to say. Like Lord of the Rings stuff. The other one, yeah, the no other, I was, the other one said a little Sleepy Hollowish. And yes, I was in. Mm, no one actually tried to enforce the whiskey task, tax in western Pennsylvania for six months. It had been a year and a half, and no money was coming in. In August, Neville tried to set up an office in Washington County. No one would rent him a place. Interesting. Finally, a man named Faulkner, who was new to the area and it was uh, in the military, uh, responded to an ad Neville put in the paper that he was uh, – and so – sorry, responded to Neville who put it out of the paper and then Neville put another ad in the paper that said he was ready to, ready to register stills at Faulkner's house. Open for business, gentlemen. I am ready to register stills as the tax collector. That was a dumb thing to put ye in the paper. Ye bring ye stills and feathers and tar. All right. Here's the address of where I'll be all day. A few days later. Uh, what happened? 20 men dressed as Indians. Uh, lady Indians. <laughs> we stay at home with the babies. Excuse me, sir. We're squaw. <laughs> Uh, they came and tried to break down the door. Peter Myers, who was a soldier under Faulkner's command, who was staying alone in the house, yelled down that he would just come down and open it. <laughs> no! No! Don't help! No, we're breaking in! <laughs> and he just went down and let them in. Hello, gents. All right. They came in and trashed the house, flipping beds and furniture, and threatening to tar and feather Faulkner. Look at all this change! Flipping beds and furniture. They're finding change? In, oh, yeah, I get it. They're finding a lot of change in sofas. The couch and stuff? Whew. <laughs> Tough crowd. Faulkner. Uh, oh, so in, in the end, they shot holes through a sign 
and shot the ceiling of every room. So take that. Interesting. Fall- if it rains, oh, <laughs> God, everything's going to get damp. Winter's coming. Faulkner was uh, uh, after confronted in the countryside and told they would burn his house down if he didn't kick out Neville. So Neville wrote to his superior, quote, I shall be obliged to desist from further attempts to fulfill the law. Smart. The people of Western Pennsylvania tried to figure out what to do next. They had a two-day meeting in August and wrote up a pamphlet, which they posted everywhere. John Cannon chaired the meeting. He owned a lot of land and was President George Washington's land agent in the Western Frontier. Okay. Washington owned 63,000 acres of land across the Appalachian region. He couldn't have a solid meal to save his life. That's insane. How much? Oh, Washington is so fucking rich. Like, insanely. Like, if if they really wrote the history of America... It would be the richest dude ever became the first president. Right. And, and, <clears throat> uh, and maybe the same with our last. <laughs> Besides the awesome pamphlet, it was decided members of their communities who cooperated with tax collectors would be treated as social outcasts. Uh-huh. Okay. Quote, in the future, we will consider such persons as unworthy of our friendship, have no dealings with them. Withdraw from them every assistance, and upon all occasions, treat them with the contempt they deserve. See, that's what we need. If we just banded together and Draw. we're just pricks to people that we didn't like their positions of power. There you go. Like meter maids. You'd have no meter maids. Fucking meter maids. You'd have no meter maids if everybody who knew a meter maid was like, no, I'm not going to buy him anything for his birthday. Fuck Charles. Wait. He's a meter maid. You're, so you're buying your meter maid birthday gifts? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that my friend was a meter maid. I don't have. It's not like a postman. Well, but the way the way you said it, it sounded like you might be buying your my your, my, my your local one of my meter, your local meter. Morning, Denise. <laughs> well, the holidays have rolled around, and I wanted to get you a little something. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's not much because obviously you impounded my car twice this yeah. year. But it's an advent calendar and a gift certificate oh. to Amoeba. I oh. know you wanted to get some new tunes. So Thank we're you. driving around constantly. Here's uh, a ticket. Oh, God, I really, really live in regret. Hmm. Okay. Resistance to the whiskey tax was widespread. No one would pay in Kentucky, parts of Virginia, and South Carolina. In North Carolina, there was a lot of violence. Washington found the situation, quote, very unpleasant and disagreeable. <laughs> Such a rich guy. Yeah, yeah. I find his comment on it understated. And he sent a letter to the governor of North Carolina, quote, expressing dismay. Sir, I am dismayed. By September of 1792, Hamilton wanted armed retaliation against western Pennsylvania. He thought if they cracked down there, the other places would get in line. Yeah. Hamilton urged the Attorney General, at Washington's insistence, to seek indictments against the people who met in Pittsburgh in August. Washington thought the meeting, quote, continued a profound threat to order. Okay. Hamilton said it was, quote, absolutely necessary that a decided experiment of the energy of the laws should be made without delay. So fuck them up. Good. Fuck them up. <laughs> it's eerie. Washington said, quote, he could no longer remain a passive spectator of the contempt with which the laws are treated. <laughs> it's just going down. It's not good. 
Hamilton wrote a proclamation for Western Pennsylvania warning them to stop the meetings. Washington signed it. It was then circulated throughout the country in, uh, as pamphlets and in newspapers. Next, Hamilton sent an informant to Western Pennsylvania who was named George Clymer. Clymer created aliases and wore disguises to avoid angry citizens. <laughs> Ah, uh, my name's Jerry Spelunker, you see? Jerry Spelunker. I got the biggest mustache in America. <laughs> hey, uh, what do you know about this climber guy? <laughs> Heard anything? <laughs> no, but would you like to go out? Um, oh, I love your mustache. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I had a lot of fun tonight. It was nice to be taken out. I haven't done that in a while. Climber? Uh, uh, no, I'm a lady or a man. What do you think I am? Did we go on a date? <laughs> At one point, Climber switched places with his servant, but was attacked by an innkeeper who called him a quote ill-looking fellow and <laughs> who did not know how to rub down a horse. I'm in charge, you idiot. <laughs> I love that he he fucking posed as a servant. He didn't want to do anything. Yeah, and, and his oh. boss gets mad at him. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. We're all in charge and live in the main house. Now shut up and pet the pony. When people figured out he was associated with the whiskey tax, he was asked to leave the hotel. He left and went back to Washington. His report. <laughs> I just love if he, the disguise game could keep going. Oh. I, mean, uh, I am a new man. Good to think that old man left. You can see I wear a monocle and have a weird ear. What? Yeah, I'm not related to Climber. Did you say his name the guy was? Guy with a weird ear? Huh? Climber has a weird ear. I'm gonna go get my suitcase. Okay. But just if you dress up again, don't point out that you have a weird ear because all of your all of your disguises have a weird ear because you have. Oh, good a day, ear. gentlemen. I require a room. As you can see, I'm not from around here, and I'm okay. quite affluent. Uh, as you can tell, I've got one glove on, mm -hmm. uh, yep. a pair of bifocals, yep. a top hat, and one of the weirder ears you'll ever see. Oh, God, it's huh? Climber! You, every time! Huh? Stop saying you have a weird ear, we know! I'll we be know right back. Oh, Hello! <laughs> My name's Clarabelle. My husband booked a room for us. You can tell I've never been to this town before because I have an umbrella hat, a dress on, busting bosoms, and a really weird ear. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> At the end of 1792, no taxes have been collected from Western Pennsylvania, <laughs> and tax collector John Devil still couldn't find a place to rent an office. He wrote, quote, I will venture to say that the law will not be carried out until the government makes examples of some offenders. A Washington County militia burned an effigy of, quote, General Neville the Taxman in <laughs> June 19, 1793. Well, this has taken on a life of its own. I'm a general. <laughs> All righty. A mob broke into the house of tax collector Benjamin Wells and terrorized his wife and children, threatening them unless he resigned. Tell your dad to leave. Tell your dad to leave. On November 22nd, six armed men with blackened faces broke into Wells' home again and demanded that Wells resign his job. He refused to. Sir, I am a tax man. That's unbelievable. That means something. <laughs> what would I be without that? <laughs> the, the office demands integrity. 
Not a joke. That is amazing to think there was a time when they were like, this is important. These guys are all fucking... Yeah. How you fast... may kill my child, How but fast... I shall not resign from being a tax man because that is what I am, sir. Oh, no, sure, no, I'll just get... I'll be a cobbler. No, guys, get out of here. Yep. No, I will totally cobbler. switch my entire life up. Cobbler. Yep. You guys seem serious. And you're, in, you're wearing soot on your faces, which is scary. Scary. Uh, no new revenue was collected in the state of Kentucky. Collections from Pennsylvania, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Georgia were very, very low. It was actually costing more to try to get the taxes. <laughs> in March, John Neville went to see the most stubborn distillers on the border between Washington and Fayette counties. He discovered that a mob of 60 men were following him around all day, swearing vengeance against him and making sure no distillers registered they're stills. Is it just me, or is that the same group of 60 men that was with us at I the saloon? Like, yeah, I feel like that's the same 60 guys. I, they all look very familiar. Yeah. You know what? Let's make a left here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They, they did turn. I'm not being paranoid. They did turn. They also just made a left. Let's make another left. You know, let's pick up the pace a little bit. Okay, let's pick up the pace. <laughs> they're jogging. They're, they're, they're running. They're, they're, they're running. running. They have tar. They have tar. They have tar. They have tar. Um... So one man did register as still, and the mob destroyed the still and shot his house. Jesus, shot don't. His house. Look, you can't There's tell a, people. A lot of house shooting. Yeah. No, you can't tell anybody. I did do that. Yeah. Oh, no. A few days later, Neville and his family were approached by a man on the road. He asked if Neville was the tax officer, and Neville answered yes, and the man said, that I must give you a whipping. And he leapt upon Neville. <laughs> Neville managed to knock him to the ground. Ah! In uh, June 1974, Neville... Are you Neville? Ha-ha! Ow! My back! My back! In June 1974, Neville did the unthinkable. He opened an office of tax inspection. Jesus. A man named John Lynn had agreed to sublease part of his house to him. But John was then visited by a dozen armed men with blackened faces. Uh, what's this all about? What it's about is that uh, we used the wrong ink. Uh, fucking stupid said so use a Sharpie. Uh, so our faces are blackened, so we're just going uh, to different places at night and telling people not to do stuff. Well, and we're also asking people if they have any other colored paints or anything we could borrow. Because I messed up. I couldn't tell. I didn't know that they were. I'm still an idiot. Sorry, what's the plan? I, don't know, I love that guy. <laughs> uh, so then uh, uh, John Lynn was taken out into the forest, stripped naked, and tarred and feather. They it's the naked part. I, I, are you going to tar and feather me? To get, of to really course, get of course. But I'm, I'm, I'm fighting the naked part is where I'm fighting oh, the Oh, yeah, most. I'd fight the naked part. Because yeah, the right, second like, you know the clothes are coming off, you're being tarred and feathered. Right, so yeah. don't, so don't so the, let it happen. I have a feeling this doesn't lead to swimming. <laughs> They tied him to a tree and left him overnight. Oh, God. Tax collector Benjamin Wells also rented a house as an office, but his landlord was attacked several times. At the end of June, George Clymer and another tax collector resigned. It was decided Neville could just have a central office in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that probably makes the most sense. A federal court in Philadelphia ordered the appearance of over 60 Western Pennsylvania distillers. John Neville offered to help Sheriff David Lennox serve the court papers. Neville, Why is he? What's his, what Neville is he doing? Neville just wants to get up in everybody's He's a business. cowboy. 
On July 15th, they arrived at the home of farmer William Miller and read the summons. Miller was furious and refused to accept a copy of the summons. But that didn't matter because the papers had already been served whether he took them or not. And that was good because Neville noticed 40 men approaching on the road. Ah, well, we'll get out of here. Neville and Sheriff Lennox rode out to confront the men. The mob was armed with muskets and pitchforks. I mean, they really... Was there a handbook? Straight out of casting. We got pitchforks? Yep, let's go. Torches? Got them. A problem? Yep, there's a... Move out! There's a Frankenstein! (laughs) Uh, They were furious. They had heard a federal sheriff and Neville, the tax man, were hauling people off to, to Philadelphia. So they formed a mob and they marched over there. Neville explained that they were just serving papers, not taking people to Philadelphia. One second, Neville. Hey, uh, so I just talked to Neville, and uh, he's saying that uh, they're Uh not dragging people up. They're just giving them papers. Squeeze me? Yeah, look, I'm fired up, so if we want to fuck him up, I'm in. But I'm just saying they, you know, they're... Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like kind of... We're still discussing it, sir. The mob became, quote, confused and purposeless. Um... Should we just, who wants, let's make, hey, let's play marbles. <laughs> they just let Neville and the sheriff ride off. <laughs> they just sat there scratching their heads. Now, wait a minute. But he is saying to go there, but not, hey, where, did they go? How long have they been gone? <laughs> the next morning, 50 men arrived at Neville's house. Apparently they would thought about it. Hey, we were up all night fathoming. They thought the sheriff was there, but he wasn't. Neville demanded the men identify themselves. That's the best. Who are ye? I'm Ben-Hur. No, wait a minute. I know I'm him. I'm George Washington. I'm him too. We're all George Washington. Uh, The leader said they were friends from Washington County had come to guard the sheriff. Neville then shot and killed one of them. Jesus the militia returned fire. Neville blew a signal horn, and his slaves started shooting from their houses behind the mob. Whoa. Yeah, I don't get that point. Like, You would think I mean, they'd I be don't... shooting at Neville. Right. Well, Gentlemen, I... no, your aim's off. I mean, maybe they just assume, well, I'm a slave, and, and maybe I'll get a worse owner. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, hard I'm, to I'm figure sure out the headspace, but yeah. If you were treated... But then again, may... yeah, you're probably right. It is horribly. probably a situation where you're not treated horribly... And uh, there so is like, some minor upside to defending the, yeah. the man. I mean, especially if you're looking at a mob. Right. A well, I mean, that is a, that's the X factor. A mob's not great. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a few more guys fell wounded. The shooting went on for 25 mil- minutes. The militia finally retreated and had a meeting to figure out what to do next. Okay. <clears throat> Neville assumed they were coming back, so he asked everyone he thought could help f- for some help. Okay. Judges, military, military men... Sheriffs, but everybody passed saying they didn't have authority. I'm busy. Then a major named James Kirkpatrick and 10 soldiers from Fort Pitt agreed to help. Sure enough, the next day, around 600 men came. Jesus. You know what? We might not be able to help after all. Oh, you said 40? You said 40. I like our chances. A lot more than 40. Hate our chances. Hey, quick question. You're a tax collector. Can you count? Yes. Because that's not 40. Right. That's 600. Right. But you can write off 200 of the... Okay. No, we're screwed. Uh, now, Neville himself was hiding in a nearby ravine and not Good in luck. the house. Good luck! Go get him, everybody! 
James McFarlane, who commanded the mob, sent a written summons demanding Neville resign and surrender. Okay. Kirkpatrick said that he was not there. McFarlane said the ten soldiers had to leave the mansion and their guns. Kirkpatrick said no. The militia then set fire to one of the slave cabins and a barn. At that point, John Neville's wife and children were evacuated from the house. Okay. So, so Neville. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah, I think you're seeing what so I Neville, see. So Neville. Yep. Mm-hmm. He yep. sounded kind of like he had balls for a while. Yeah, yeah. But then when a good amount of people showed up, he told. He, was he just, went to a ravine. <laughs> left his wife and kids left in the house. Left his wife and kids with the 600 people. The mob. All right. Well, well okay. You're, my work here is done. I'm a stereotypical tax collector. See you guys on Sally Jesse. You were a great family. Can't we come with you, Father? No. no. Only room for one in the ravine. Sorry. You know how cramped ravines are. Very small area. You stay in this expansive house. I'll go hide in that little itty bitty ravine. Oh, fuck. Uh,. So, shooting started and went on for over an hour. At some point, McFarland thought he heard a yell from inside the house. So he told everyone to stop shooting in the militia, and then he stepped out into the open and was immediately shot dead. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Well, uh, you didn't say for how long. No reason to step out into the open. Stop shooting! Now! Go! Well, he, he just told the militia to stop shooting. The other guys were still fighting. Yeah. But the fact that he steps out and is like, I hear something, boys. So what is up with you gentlemen? Time out. Time out. <laughs> Timesies. Huh? We have two timeouts per team. <laughs> I'm on ghoul, you fools. Ghoul. Uh, so uh, the militia set more barns on fire as a response and eventually the kitchen of the house. <laughs> a few buildings uh, were not burnt because Neville's slaves asked the mob not to burn them. Please. Hey, could you not? We already have it real bad. Yeah, it's not great here. I gotta be honest. Please. I'm a slave, so I just would like a place to sleep. Mm. That's cool. Mm. Hey, psst, Ravine. Psst. Huh? Ravine. My name's not Ravine. Okay. Burn his barn! Two of Kirkpatrick's soldiers ran away during the firefight. Three were seriously wounded and one killed. Kirkpatrick was taken prisoner. Sheriff Lennox was then captured that evening. He was told to lay his hands... On the now very dead McFarland's beard. Shit's getting weird. Touch his beard. And swear an oath to never inform on them, never to return to their side of the mountains, and have nothing to do with the whiskey tax again. Can I do that without touching his beard? Because <laughs> everything no. you're saying, I'm fine. I just. No. I, it's you very ratty. On the beard. It's very ratty. You swear on the beard, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, Around I here, just, we swear on a dead guy's beard. I'm just very... Have you ever been to Western Penn? Uh, this is what we do. We swear so on dead guy's beard. So just put my hand in it? This or? is how we get married. If you're going to marry put woman out in, here, you kill a gentleman, and then I'm you both marrying, put your uh, just, hands on the beard, and you say, we are now wedded! So what do I... I put it in the... Put your hand on his beard. Okay, it's on the beard. Okay, now of. say the stuff. You're not a tax guy. I'm not a tax guy. You're not coming back. I will never come back. And you like dead guys. Uh, mm, that's new. That's a new say wrinkle. It, say it. That's a new... I don't do like you want to be on the... Do I like dead guys. All right, you're on the football team. <sighs> Wait, what? Yep. No. We're going on tour. <laughs> the next day... The Ladies sh- and gentlemen, a warm round of applause. 
The next day, the sheriff escaped and floated down the river on a barge to avoid the roads. Well, I'll see everyone later. Sheriff out. The summons turned out to be a bluff. So okay. all the summons they were sending out in the first place were just horse shit. Good, because nobody got angry. No one got upset. Nothing happened. They were just a threat that it was hoped would scare people into paying the tax. McFarland's funeral was held on July 18th, which bought, brought the whole crew together again. Ah, it's good to see you guys. They discussed the rebellion, and then they went and burned down farm buildings on Major Kirkpatrick's place while dressed like Indians. Oh, God. <laughs> so there was whiskey at the funeral. <laughs> A small For old time's sake. Yeah. Come on. What are we going to do? Ladies or Indians? Ladies or Indians or blackface? Hold on. Let me flip a coin. Hey, hey. What? Idea. Ideas. Lady Indians in blackface. Lindians. Lindy blackface. Okay, here we go. Woo! So much whiskey. A small band of rebels stole the Pittsburgh to Philadelphia mail on July 26th. They found a few letters that spoke ill of the riots. Mm. They called the military assembly and made their own flag. Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's all coming together. Here we go. <laughs> 7,000 people came, and the leaders said they should march on Pittsburgh, which they called Sodom. It's a little, a little intense. Sure. It's a little bit much. Well, I mean, it's you give little, an inch. It's a, it's a little much. Sure. The plan was to... Maybe a nickname? <laughs> Sodom? I don't know. I don't we... Okay, great. The plan was to loot the homes of the wealthy in Pittsburgh and then burn the city to the ground. Right order. A tomahawk-wearing horseman rode through the city streets of Pittsburgh that night yelling, This is not all that I want. It is not the tax law only that must go down. Your district and associate judges must go down. Your high offices and salaries. A great deal more is to be done, but I am beginning yet. So that was a lot to yell. Uh, Who, yeah. Pe- the, first of all, you probably only got bits and pieces. He's also Bernie Sanders. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Yes. The people of Pittsburgh had a town meeting. They decided to meet the mob, so they were going to go to where the mob was marching, meet them there, and explain that Pittsburgh was sympathetic and some of them would actually join the anti-tax cause. Words. Yes. Hugs, not drugs. Hugs, not drugs. Hugs. Hugs? I think so. I think. One Thomas Marshall said that it was a bad idea. Okay. And so his front door was tarred and feathered. His front I mean, door? That's just not. Like, that's just... Take your clothes off, door. How do you think about that, Marshall? Uh-huh. Hey. Next, we're going to do hey. your rugs. Hey, bird door, how's it going? Fine, actually. Uh, it was, it's funny because it actually had troubles closing before. Now that it's dried, it uh, shuts far easier. It's Fuck tight... you, bird door, man. Just saying thank you. Women went with the militia simply to loot the houses of the wealthy in Pittsburgh. It sounds fun. One rebel walked twirling his hat on the end of his rifle, yelling, I have a bad hat now, but I expect to have a better one soon. Hey, uh, hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. <laughs> yep. Got a bad hat. Gonna have a better hat. Yeah, right. Hey, uh. Better hat times are coming. Dan, 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 Dan. 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 What are you doing? 
What are you talking about? Going to a town to what are you get ta- a new What are you talking hat? about? New hat. Dan, Dan, mm, what? what are you talking about? Doing the new hat song. What the hell are you talking about? Well, I thought this was a hat riot. It's not a hat riot. We're going to get hats. No, we're not going to get hats. This is a tax. Tax. Not hats. Hat. Tax. Hat. Tax. Hat. Not oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Huds, not druds. When the Pittsburgh citizens arrived, they brought whiskey and told the mob if they burned some houses, all the houses would go up in flames. And the re- rebels thought about this, took the whiskey, and dispersed. Mm. That was way too easy. Time out again. <laughs> so, uh... You're saying if we burn a couple of houses, they'll all look, burn? Regardless about that, yeah. they're giving us a shitload of whiskey to a just get out of, of here. Why don't we just get out of here? Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Uh, we accept your terms. Of whiskey. Yep. The president sent a peace commission made up of the attorney general, a Pennsylvania Supreme Court justice, and a senator to western Pennsylvania. The rebels responded by saying an army of eastern bankers would be more appropriate. Okay. Quote, let stockholders, bank directors, speculators, and revenue officers arrange themselves under the flags of the treasury and try their skill in weapons as they have done in calculation. I gotta say, I know I've been doing a lot of parallels to the modern day shit. No, yeah. When I started doing the story, I thought, well, I'll do one that's not a parallel to the modern day shit. Well, and to be fair, I think you're doing the future of the modern day. <laughs> so you're, I think your watch is set to six years from now. Alexander Hamilton. I mean, it's basically that the fucking East Coast, the East Coast big whiskey companies, yeah, whatever, makers, whatever you call them, brewers, they basically set up the tax with by fucking funding, you know, the politicians yeah. to go their way. Yeah. So and then the is. people. It's the, it's the big bankers getting the yeah. what they want and the little bankers getting the, the people. Little the people's response is the difference. Yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> instead, well, so far. instead, we're like, I'm going to share that post. They were like, let's tar and feather these sons of bitches. We were like, I'll tell you what, bet if I tweet a link about this. Probably gonna get four likes. Oh man, I can see what if Tar and Feathering comes back. Oh my god, dude, what? Uh, oh, ah! Alexander Hamilton started writing opinion pieces against the rebels in newspapers under the synonym Tully. Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> Mams! I meant Mams! <laughs> Mam. Wait, what is his, what's his fake name? Tully. Tully! <laughs> You know, I'm kind of like a wacky neighbor kind of character. No one will ever think it's ammo. More ideas from Tully. (laughs) Welcome back to Tully's turn. On August 25th, Hamilton told Governor Henry Lee of Virginia to prep his troops to put down the rebellion. He asked the governor to keep the military maneuvers secret and insisted that orders be post-dated to September 1st for, quote, particular reasons of political nature. Now, the reason he did that was because... They were they were going to have a meeting on the 29th, and he wanted to make it seem like it was after the meeting instead of before. Yeah. Okay, so simple, but... He's doing some fucking games. Right. A federal army of 12,950 men from New Jersey, Eastern Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Virginia was raised. Some refused to enlist. They thought the government was oppressing the poor. Officers in some areas were, quote, sorry and ashamed to inform the governor of Virginia that there are so many in favor of the Whiskey Rebels that those drafted cannot be made to go. Good. 
Men were drafted, and many of those ran away in hidden forests. Goddamn forests. No ravines were nearby. I mean, there's a lot of forests. Yeah. Just Don't worry, I'm going to hide behind this big bird. <laughs> Dan? Holy shit! <laughs> uh, brigades were made up of poor, populous, and often foreign-born men who were just doing it for the money since they had no other way to earn money. Right. Hundreds of rich city men volunteered, but only if they received a rank that suited their worth and that they would not be commanded by, quote, social inferiors. I've kind of seen myself as a sergeant sort of guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You cool if uh, this, uh, this fella here, Jenkins, if he can, he's going to be telling you sergeant? what to do? I always felt like a sergeant. He's a colonel. This is a colonel over here. Oh, cool. Love to order you around a little bit. No, he's a colonel. Oh, what's the order here? He's higher than me? Yeah. He's what's from, higher than uh, him? He's from a village out in Western Penn. What's higher than him? Uh, lieutenant, I guess. Le- that's what I want to be. I'm a lieutenant. Boom. Welcome to my office. Okay? <laughs> I'm in charge. What's above lieutenant? Anything? I want to be the top one. King? Okay, yeah. I'm king. Okay. King of this. What is this? Negotiations with the wealthy over their uniforms took up most of the time of the rich young men. Um, sorry. Hate to keep being the proverbial uh, stick in the mud. Uh, this is I'm just going very... to tell you, uh, nobody will take us seriously if we're not ruffly enough. We need to have further chest ruffles. Yes, this right? is also very Greek. And also with tails. We need tails. What we need to look... Peacock feathers coming out of me bum. Oh, gosh, I just sometimes feel like we're on different pages. Shall we take a break and come back at five? Yes, good. Uh, oh. Good, let's have some whiskey. Gentlemen, we will burn the midnight oil until we have the perfect ensembles. We will be taken very seriously. The poor had no service uniforms, but the city gents dressed in a rainbow of colors and designs unique to each brigade. Uh, <laughs> they sound like I mean, cheer squads. It's so hard not to hate rich people. <laughs> the first national troops reached western Pennsylvania in late September 1794. On September 29th, soldiers grabbed up a young man who was so sick he could not stand up. And they... Told him to lay down and then accidentally, accidentally shot him when he was laying down. Uh-huh. I mean, that'll happen. <laughs> what just happened here? I'm laying down. Boosh. Oh, shit. Oh, well, that's what we told him. Well, to do. yeah, he's. Oh, he's throwing up. He must be sick. Oh, boy, that really. It's hard to not think that we trapped him, but obviously that was an accident. A couple of days later, a drunk in a tavern yelled, Huzzah for the whiskey, boys! at some. Military officers. The officers threatened to arrest him and then switched rooms. But the drunk wouldn't stop and followed and kept swearing at them. Then they tried to arrest him and he resisted and he was stabbed with a bayonet. Jesus. As he died on the floor, his last words were, Success to the whiskey boys. <laughs> his, it's hard to know his last words, but his last attitude was quite sarcastic. His last emotion was very, very sarcastic. (laughs) The troops were not doing well. They had diseases, a lack of discipline, a lack of rations, and they fought over rank. (laughs) Dysentery tore through the army. Uh One doctor treated 35 new cases a day. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, President Washington said he expected, quote, nothing short of proof of absolute submission. (laughs) And terrible diarrhea. 
And, uh, yes, horrific diarrhea I'm going to put my teeth in. <laughs> ah, nightmare! Washington put General Lighthorse Harry Lee in charge. <sighs> well, I imagine. My, my, if, I'm, if I understand this correctly, I, I think he, he had a very light horse. Okay. Is, is he racist against horses, too? Or maybe he's just... I won't ride a black. Oh, you mean color? Uh-huh. Oh, possibly. Uh-huh. Racist to horse. Beige or better for me. Alexander Hamilton was made the unofficial civilian head of the expedition. The army began its march across the mountains. Discipline was a constant problem, and the officers were often hunting for deserters. Sometimes soldiers just refused orders to strike tents. Nah, I'm not gonna, though. You know what? Go sleep on the ground tonight. What you say about that? I said... Major! Make a tent. Okay. Make all the tents. What if I lie down, face down in the mud, stupid? You're stupid. That's an order. Make a tent. Don't well, sleep in mud. He's not making a... T- My God, he's <laughs> eating mud. He's eating mud. That's right in your face, stupid. He's a colonel. Oh, dysentery. My God. Oh. That wasn't mud. No, sir. Oh, God, no wonder it's spreading. One day, officers were forced to hand out an extra ration of whiskey and gave everyone the day off. <laughs> On November 7th, some troops decided to drink four days of rations of whiskey at once. Well, that's what happens which, when you get an extra ration. Set everything back. You know, we could get another ration. We could keep rationing. It's like cocaine. We keep rationing all day. Did you call your ration guy? <laughs> Is your ration guy on his way? He's in the mud. He says he's not making tents. <laughs> the troops were way ahead of their supplies, which led to plundering of the countryside. <laughs> well, when it rains, it pours, David. One Virginia soldier was given 100 lashes after he stole a beehive. What? <laughs> and beat up the owner. I've already been stung enough. Whip him. Hey, guys, look at me. I'm a bear. No, that's an active hive. I took all the rations, but I'm a bear. Stingy, stingy, stingy. Some of this mud stings your mouth pretty bad. Oh, God. These flies are weird. (laughs) Uh, The troops... I'm going to take a little cat nap. Feel pretty loaded. The troops were tearing down fences for firewood, and they would steal chickens and sheep. Come on. (laughs) Hamilton... Authorized the seizure of civilian property so the soldiers wouldn't starve. <laughs> so it's all cool. That's, I mean, you, can you can't, yeah, want. that's quite an order. Uh, I order you, well, yeah, do whatever. That'll show you. Do your thing. Do your thing. show you for not paying the whiskey do tax. Do your thing, guys. By late October, it became obvious that no rebel army was coming to fight the federal army. Okay. So they're just cruising around and no one's. So what is the point? What uh, are we doing? Where are we going? Suspects were then rounded up. Okay. One night. Uh, a bunch of men were taken from their bed. Uh, about 150 half-naked men were, quote, driven before a troop of horses at a trot through muddy roads and taken seven miles from Pittsburgh. When the army arrived at their quarters, some of the prisoners were put in a muddy pen and poked with bayonets. What is the plan? I don't know. It's America. We, right now we got them in a pen, so we're going to poke them. What's after the poking? Others were locked in a wet stable, fed uncooked dough and raw meat that was tossed on the ground. (laughs) Well, we got to marinate it in something. Americans are good to each other. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Give them raw meat. General Blackboard White. What? I mean, he must have written on a blackboard. White? He must have written on a blackboard a lot. Call me Chalk, goddammit. 
No blackboard. All right. Uh, he abused his 40 prisoners and then threw them in a basement in a tavern. They were <laughs> Don't Don't tell me they got to alcohol. No. Okay. Uh, they were then forced to march 12 miles through mud and rain. One of the men had convulsions, so the general ordered him lashed. That'll drag the rest of the way. Yeah. Oh, and your convulsions. When someone's dying, you tase them. Uh, at least one man died. 2,000 rebels just went I think deeper. I know which guy it was. Yeah. The seizure whipping man. <laughs> 2,000 rebels just went deeper into the forest, while others took an offer of amnesty from the president. Captured rebels were brought to Washington for interrogation. After the government picked out 20 of those men to bear the blame for the rebellion... John Mitchell, who owned 35 acres, and Philip Vogel, who owned nothing, were tried. (laughs) The neighbors said these men were incapable of organizing and leading a secession movement because they weren't smart enough. Right. That they couldn't do. They were convicted of treason, but later they were pardoned by Washington. That was it for the prosecutions. What? That's it. It's pretty light. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. The army began to leave Pennsylvania, but 1,500 men remained behind. They were to maintain order. That didn't go great. They kept drinking and were loud in the streets at night. A man's cow was stabbed. They're fucking dick. <laughs> hey, sh- hey, shit, big animal. <laughs> you shot him. Yes, you're his fucking cow. Yeah. Hey, mud. Yeah. I'm going to lay down. No, I'm not calling you mud. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I want to lay down in the mud. Yeah, I'm the mud. Okay, I got to go. Yeah. Sleeping. What? Uh, a horse was run through with a saber. <laughs> Attack him! <laughs> Officers attacked We a- thought there might be two men inside. Nope, just a horse. Just an actual horse, so bluff called, pony. <laughs> Officers attacked a wagon driver, cutting his face and cutting off a finger. There you are. Uh, they qu- frequently looted houses. The federal government described... Sorry, they were there to keep order? (laughs) (laughs) The federal government described their suppression of the rebellion as, quote, glorious, successful, and bloodless. Make America great again. James Madison thought Washington's attack was, quote, the greatest error of his political life. Treaties with Great Britain, Spain, and Indian tribes secured navigation of the Mississippi and the frontier pushed past past western Pennsylvania. The value of Washington's property in Pennsylvania went up by about 50%. Good. And people were happy with the suppression of the Whiskey Rebellion. Still, many Westerners refused to pay the tax. The Whiskey Tax was finally repealed after Thomas Jefferson's Republican Party came to power in 1801. Always depend on those Republicans. We Uh, have a great history. Ugh. And we don't repeat it. Could you imagine? You just we're being occupied by us. Yeah. Well, I like you. It's it is. It's so weird because it feels like you could see this like a scenario like that coming. Like ten years ago, you'd be like, maybe. Now I'm like, shit. How long? (laughs) Two, three months. What are we at? Like, how long until we're all like, you know, looting? It's going to be madness. It's going to be a fun summer. Oh, God, it's not summer. It, I, I'm talking, I mean... Oh, God, all right, whatever. Getting that, getting that, <laughs> getting that second passport. 
Yeah, you should. Why don't you have? A, you should have one. You I'm getting get it. one. Yeah, I'm getting it. Okay. Yeah. And then we'll get married. <laughs> Dude, I mean, talk about sweeps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's what America did. There we go. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Dollop. Uh, we have a, a the Dollop Facebook page. We have a, a the Dollop subreddit. We also have a submarine. Uh, we talked about that, we right? We have a submarine. We have uh, a copter. Y- you can go to the Patreon.com and look up the dollop and uh, donate if you enjoy our uh, 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 great stories and, and just magical wisdom. Um, you just we, you get eight a month. You give a you give a buck. That uh, that's like four dollars an episode. If if every person who listens gives a dollar, right. They end up making five. That's what we're talking about. You guys, you're going to get money back. Okay. You're going to, this all comes around to you. You're going to get paid. This podcast is about making money. Money, money, money. Yeah. We're For you. We're going to do this, you guys. For you guys. We're going to do this. For you guys. We're all going to be millionaires, yep. but it starts by giving us a dollar. Yeah. You will get back five. Yep. It's a promise. It's a promise. Don't look this up. From some of us to some of you. All right. Uh, we also sign cars. Right. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 